when you're talking about conflict, uh, conflict resolution, uh, there's this tendency to sit and stew and hold on to your pride rather than reaching out. Welcome to the Be Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life without taking ourselves too seriously. I'm Brad Kearns, New York Times bestselling author, former number three world-ranked professional triathlete, and Guinness World Record Masters athlete. I connect with experts in diet, fitness, and personal growth, and deliver short breather shows where you get simple, actionable tips to improve your life right away. Let's explore beyond the hype, hacks, shortcuts, and sciency talk to laugh, have fun, and appreciate the journey. It's time to be rad. I would like you to know this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited extensively from online therapy. Some experts contend that you can be more vulnerable than you might be in person. What I value the most is actionable insights and specific honest feedback. I don't need someone just listening to me. I want to get some practical tips and I can definitely get that from a remote therapist. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, maybe you're hesitant to drive across town and go into some building, why don't you give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, because getting the best fit and the most comfortable connection is very important. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bradpod, B-R-A-D-P-O-D. That's betterhelp.com slash bradpod today to get 10% off your first month. Again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bradpod and get on your way to being your best self. Relationship advice, tidbits. I want to refer to another great article that was published on TheMedium.com by Anthony Moore. The title is, Why Most People Will Never Have Great Relationships. Oh boy, isn't that clickbait? Let me click here and find out. Let's do something about it. Uh, and Anthony talks about a, a counselor that gave uh, him and his partner a piece of advice that would end up changing our lives. Always make the first move. And quoting from the article, the meaning is simple. If you can help the relationship, then do it. Don't wait for the other person to act. Even if you don't want to do it, make the first move. Most people have strained and superficial relationships with family and even friends, and we could say coworkers and anyone out there because of that pride that's holding us back from making the first move. Most people wait uh, to do whatever it might be, even to um, reach out to try to make social plans or things that are not emotionally charged. But of course, when you're talking about conflict, uh, conflict resolution, uh, there's this tendency to sit and stew and hold on to your pride rather than reaching out. So I love how he points this out in the article. You can't lose making that first move. And I also put this into the mix when we're talking about uh, people who are struggling with personal ordeals. So I make it a point to reach out and communicate with people when they're involved in, for example, a relationship crisis or a family crisis. And a lot of times I think the, the baseline position for most of us is to say, oh, 
um, I don't want to bother them now. They've been going back and forth to the hospital for six weeks, and I'm sure they have their hands full. Or we make these stories and these rationalizations because reaching out might be a little uncomfortable depending on the topic, especially someone who uh, is involved in relationship strife or recently became uh, separated, divorced, widowed, all those kind of things. But I don't think you can lose very easily. I don't think you're going to bother someone who's struggling and in crisis when you reach out and make the first move. And oftentimes it can mean all the difference because guess who is very unlikely to reach out and make the first move? That's right. Someone who's struggling and, and not well or not whole or uh, exhausted or involved in an ordeal. So, um, you know, bring that energy to the world, make the first move and try to make things better. And boy, even when you're own, in your own personal struggle and your own head and your own uh, 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 you know, ordeal, uh, sometimes reaching out can help you get out of your own space and become a, a, a win for you too, even if you're not the, even if you're the one struggling rather than reaching out to someone else. And so here's a, um, uh, a list suggestions for Anthony Moore. Initiate the conversation, send the first text, say that you miss them, say that you love them. Boy, isn't that um, uh, great advice where there's a simmering conflict, whatever's going on where things aren't great and you're still allowed to <laughs> wake up uh, the next morning or when the person walks in the door, who knows what the last interaction was. Maybe it was a huge fight or a huge conflict. You're still allowed to go and say you love them. You're also allowed to apologize and ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness, that's on the list. Maybe just apologize. I'm going to challenge Anthony more there uh, and, and not add ask for forgiveness. Um, I think we make that mistake a lot and it kind of tarnishes the apology. Uh, like I talked about with the list of um, Chris Gage's suggestions uh, when you say, I'm sorry that you were so pissed at me, or I'm sorry, but you're always late, so why shouldn't I be late? Uh, those are not apologies. Those are bullshit, emotionally immature statements. And asking for forgiveness as if you're the one in control of the other person's um, uh, emotions or that you want to resolve the conflict on your time frame, I think can tarnish the apologies. That's my personal insight is when it's time for an apology, you apologize. Let the other person decide whether they're even going to accept it or not. Maybe they don't feel like accepting it right now. You still apologize and they can say back to you, um, F off. And that's the way it's going to go for a while. Okay. You don't, no one owes you um, forgiveness. Okay. Back to the list. Uh, organize a, a, a social gathering, compliment them, thank them, tell them you appreciate what they did. Uh, and I think we'll end this uh, short uh, tidbit. Uh, of course, we can always expect uh, some some interjection from uh, the great uh, John Gottman and the Gottman Institute and the great work that John and Julie Gottman are doing there. Uh, and he talks about uh, basically their life's work that they became so prominently recognized for was studying um, happy, successful romantic long-term relationships that have lasted over 20 years with that same uh, emotional spark and the feeling of being in love that happened at the outset, which is uh, possibly um, not that common these days. If you uh, look around, especially at the divorce rates now, I think uh, drifting over 50% um, of, of all marriages. Uh, so that's a, a landmark that's um, probably not discussed enough at the big gatherings at the country club with the fancy uh, dinners and the speeches. But anyway, um, those couples that have that magic and preserve that magic for a long period of time have been uh, especially 
uh, scrutinized and studied by the Gottman Relationship Institute. And one of the cool things that they're known for is they actually uh, created this lab, which is an actual living space, an apartment with a kitchen and a living room and a couch. And they have cameras and um, observe happy couples in, ap- in action and so that they can pull out these insights. One of them that Gottman talks about uh, are the the small bids, quote, bids is his term uh, for these um, little overtures that happen throughout the day between couples and the great tremendous importance of being receptive to your partner's bids. Uh, so a bid is a ask for, for example, attention. And the uh, the other partner has uh, three options when experiencing a bid. One of them is to ignore it. Uh, one of them is to uh, uh, brush it aside and shut it down. And the third one is to be receptive. And Gottman's argument with a lot of science and research behind it is that when you uh, seemingly, these seemingly unimportant little bids start to stack up. And so if you are have a tendency to ignore your partner's bid or shut them down, uh, this kind of stacks up to be big problems. And it's a much better strategy to be receptive, even if it uh, just takes a tiny bit of time and acknowledgement, you will start stacking the positive interactions by being receptive to your partner's bids. And this could be so much as uh, two people are in the room and they're both reading something different. Uh, one partner is reading about the uh, the the, uh, the trial on the front page of the newspaper and says something like, wow, um, the jury's been out for 11 days on that big trial. And the other partner goes, huh. And it doesn't doesn't comment beyond that. So that would be sort of a uh, a rejection or somewhere between neutral and rejection. And a flat out rejection would be, uh, can you please be quiet? I'm trying to concentrate on uh, sending this email right now. And of course, those are uh, warranted and appropriate at times where you have to reject the bid and you don't have time to converse. But generally speaking, it's super easy to go, oh, interesting. You sound like you're really following that well. And that would be a way to be receptive to the bid and validate the partner's uh, request for attention. Same with, uh, does this um, uh, does this uh, dress uh, look good on me? I'm thinking of wearing it. And if you say, um, I'm, I'm too busy uh, uh, right now, I can't come up there and look at it, or yeah, whatever is fine. Um, those are being neutral or rejecting rather than saying, hmm, let me see. Uh, yes, I think you really look good in black, and that's one of your best uh, colors along with purple. <laughs> okay, so the traits that we see from successful long-term romantic relationships lasting 20 plus years, uh, besides that receptivity to the bids that I jumped in with, um, also on this list, empathy, emotional control, and overlooking the negative and focusing on the positive attributes. And the Gottman Research Institute reveals that the ratio of positive to negative comments in a happy, successful, long-term thriving couple is typically 20 to one. 20 positive comments to every negative comment, criticism, or uh, uh, contention. And even in times of conflict, Happy, successful, long-term adjusted couples maintain a ratio of five positive comments to every negative comment. Even in times of conflict, I tried to uh, uh, do some um, uh, 
improv on the spot at one of my shows a while back, I remember. Um, but I, I think I only got to four comments, but it's something like, uh, uh, honey, uh, I love how you like to uh, squeeze so much into every day and really live life to the fullest. And you're so social and friendly, uh, especially on the phone. You always have time uh, for when your friends or kids call and uh, I also love your uh, positive spirit and your uh, your carefree um, ideals. And the other thing is, um, because we're running late to uh, the appointment, I would really appreciate it if you paid closer attention to the time. So I think, did I hit four or did I hit five? Uh, five compliments before saying, get off the freaking phone and let's go because we're running late. Uh, but you can see how much better received it would be if you couched every uh, uh, point of uh, constructive feedback or, or, or criticism or contention or what have you with five positive comments. All right. All right. Yeah, you can write those down. Your free spirited approach to life, meaning I know we're always late, but hey, I really appreciate this, 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 this and about you. And let's try to get there on time next time. Uh, thank you for listening, watching the Breather Show. Send us your comments to podcast at bradventures.com. All right, more to come. I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, red light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeballs, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near for red light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes. And there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The the benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, first thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to right, get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective, besides all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period. 
and a special 5% discount for B-Rad podcast listeners. Just visit mitoredlight, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. Thank you so much for listening to the B-Rad podcast. We appreciate all feedback and suggestions. Email podcast at bradventures.com and visit bradkerns.com to download five free ebooks and learn some great long cuts to a longer life, how to optimize testosterone naturally, become a dark chocolate connoisseur, and transition to a barefoot and minimalist shoe lifestyle.